0: This is Lauren Baker, and welcome to the Kitchen Confidant Podcast. Today we're chatting with Sarah Kozik, a registered dietitian sports nutritionist based in San Francisco, specializing in sports nutrition, weight management, and digestive and skin health. In her private practice, she works with clients all over the world, which includes everyone from tech firm CEOs and employees to families and professional elite athletes. Sarah is a contributor to various media outlets, including Clean Eating Magazine, and is also the co-founder and formulator of Miha, a wellness superfood company. I am so excited to welcome Sarah to the podcast. Hey, Sarah. Hi, thank you so much, Liren, for having me. It's such an honor. I
1: love your podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. (laughs) Well, you and I first met several years ago in Chinatown, San Francisco at a delicious event. Yes. Oh, at Mr. Juice. I'm trying to yes, remember. Yes, at
1: yeah. Mr. Juice. it was delightful, and he was cooking everything for us using oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah, oats. It was so. Del- it was amazing.
0: Yeah, I think there was one of the recipes that I I remember trying to make. I think it was the oat kanji. Oh um, yes, which was so comforting, and I still think about that day. But yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was such. I love those events. <laughs> so Me much too. fun.
0: Yeah, and like we met through that event and we've kept in touch, so it's been so cool. Okay, Sarah, I always start by asking, what's the first thing that you ever cooked and about how old were you? (laughs)
1: Okay, so you're going to laugh. No, I (laughs) won't. I don't know if this is really cooking, but I was nine years old when my family first got their microwave. (gasps) And it was very exciting because we never had a microwave before. And so I got a microwave cookbook oh. and I was excited to cook everything in it. And it's eh, hit or miss. We made, we cooked an egg in the microwave and my mom and I, we were both like, um, the texture is interesting. We might not cook eggs anymore in the microwave, but we did cook other things that were fun, like the quesadillas and the potatoes and and things. But that was my first cooking experience was in a microwave.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. I remember when we got our first microwave too, it was enormous. Yes. <laughs> and there was the big debate, where do we put it? Because it's the size of a television. (laughs) and don't look at it because all the rays
1: (laughs) yes we yes the minute you press start you would run away away. to not be near it and you would run to the side thinking that the rays would go straight out (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah, yeah. it's not going to get me from the side
1: (laughs) yeah that was some
0: fun times that's funny well sarah could you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you became a dietitian and nutritionist like what brought you to this world Yes. So I was blessed growing up. Like I
1: mentioned, we didn't have a microwave until I was nine. My mom and dad are both food scientists and my mom cooked almost everything from scratch. And I remember going to the park and she would bring roasted potatoes that she had cut up and sprinkled with a little bit of salt for our snacks. And I was always thinking, I just want chips. (laughs) Oh, like, give me packaged foods. And my mom just made everything from scratch, which in retrospect, I was so thankful and blessed because it kind of rolled into my current life now just being surrounded by that cooking and um, homemade goods. Mm -hmm. And so then I had a different career before being a dietitian in more um, marketing and, and business, and then I just really wanted to help people, and I realized you could. there was a field called dietitian, so <laughs> I went back to school to get another career, and here I am.
0: Wow, yeah. I love that this is a second career for you. I did not know that yeah
1: well i've it's been a second long career i've been I've been doing it since two thousand and eight. So I've been doing the, the dietitian thing for fourteen years. so that's been a lot of fun,
0: okay. so for the many of us who perhaps have never worked with a nutritionist or a dietitian, tell us what we can expect. Well, I think
1: it depends on who you're working with. When mm-hmm. I work with my clients, i my goal is really to instill behavior, change, and to have a more of a lifestyle plan. I I don't give quote unquote diets to people. I work with what people are doing and what their goals are, and then just optimizing their health and wellness. And my philosophy is food first, supplementation second, but Mm -hmm. sometimes we do need some supplementation if people need assistance for that.
0: Okay. So since you do work with a wide variety of clients, what do you consider when you're first meeting a client and trying to find out the best way to work with them?
1: Yeah, so well, first, I just want to get to know them, like, what are what are their patterns and habits? What are they? What are they doing? What is their current lifestyle like? And then what are the goals that they want to achieve? And then once we determine those, then we can modify, make small little tweaks and changes to their existing patterns and habits, so that they develop new patterns and habits that are more sustainable to the lifestyle that they want to live.
0: So I'm guessing there are some clients who are easier and harder to break of habits than others.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, one thing nice about um, a lot of sports uh, dietetics is a lot of people are very self motivated with sports and they're very, a lot of athletes you know, you tell them, you know, give me 10 push push-ups. they give you 10 pushups kind of idea. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, and then but you know what, it's all about just behavior change and, and overcoming whatever barriers you have and figuring out how to
0: how to climb those
1: mountains and get to the top.
0: So what are some of the biggest barriers that most of your clients present with? Yeah. So a
1: lot of those barriers tend to just, I mean, a lot of my clients honestly are already eating really healthy living in the Bay area. uh, We, a lot of my clients are from here. I do have a lot of clients in Europe too, but most people are already eating really well, organic, local, you know, some people even have personal chefs. So a lot of people quote unquote are eating healthy, but they might not be eating as much balance as they want to be getting in or because they're having so much stress in their life. I mean, stress is so toxic and taxing on our bodies and our systems that they just have these deficiencies. And um, a lot, for example, 80% of Americans are micronutrient deficient and micronutrients contrary to the name, they're not really just small or insignificant. They're, Mm -hmm. They're actually really essential vitamins and minerals that we need to get in proper doses, or these can impact our body's ability to function and they could also impact our quality of life and our health and wellness. And so, I think a lot of that those reasons that we have these nutritional gaps that uh, affect our gut, affect our health, affect our well-being. For that reason, I think those are the most common barriers that people have so figuring out how to tie in those nutritional gaps and really enhance their wellness in an overall way. And um that's actually also, too, why I developed the company Miha.
0: Oh, Miha, uh, yeah, I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: is because there, we noticed that there were these gaps in our nutrition and our well-being. And even though people are eating healthy most of the time, just having that extra ability to eat these specific foods more on a regular basis uh, could just help enhance those deficiencies and just kind of take the health to the next level and just balance people out and, uh, help with the fact that people are stressed, fatigued, have anxiety, have that brain fog Mm -hmm. and try to alleviate some of those symptoms.
0: So, yeah. So since you mentioned Miha, let's go there now, um, tell us first about that first product and then we'll talk about the newest one that came out.
1: Oh yeah, so so superstar superstar was is is our hero product, and we we developed it um, over with ten years of experience and data from all of my clients. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, way, <laughs> for contributing to to this. And uh, yeah, so after you know all this research and whatnot done, we developed superstar in order to really enhance one's health and. Uh, wellness, but also, you know uh, uh, help us from the inside out. Um, the thing about superfoods is you know when you when you take like an isolated nutrient, for example, like vitamin D, you're just mm-hmm. getting that vitamin D. But if you eat a whole food, you're not you're getting a bunch of vitamins and minerals. For example, in superstar we have golden berries and golden berries um, actually have, vitamin D in them. They also have vitamin C packed with vitamin C. They have vitamin A, B12, they even have protein. So you have this one little food that has all these components and then you put it in there and your body is getting it in synergistically. And it's just, yeah, it's just lovely. So with Superstar, we got a lot of superfoods, whole foods and put them in so that people could reap all of these incredible benefits.
0: So where are you sourcing all these wonderful ingredients for, for the supplements? Well, as you know, Liren, I'm, I'm a farm geek. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: we visited a lot of farms and uh, we um, were able to get a lot of these foods uh, more or less locally um, from California and most of them. And uh, the, basically they just grind them into powder form and then we, put, we mix them together into the jar. Wow. yeah yeah so our our goal is to be as local as possible and farm sourced
0: and then what's the best way to enjoy it do you just toss it into a smoothie or a drink or how does that work yeah you can do all of the above <laughs> i i like
1: i just enjoy it just with regular water you could do it warm or i, I prefer warm just because it's kind of nice especially with the colder weather um but yeah you could put it in a smoothie um, we even have some recipes that we make with it too i've I've even added it to guacamole. Yeah, there's some fun recipes and things too.
0: Oh, fun. Okay, and then tell us about the Galaxy Cloud Creamer because that sounds so interesting. Yes, yeah, so we literally
1: just launched it this week and I am just so over the moon thrilled about it. Um, basically, when, well, what happened was how it came about was, you know, 70% of Americans drink coffee daily and it's literally the number two most consumed beverage in the world after water. Hmm. And a lot of people drink coffee, but they'll add a ton of sugar to it, which can spike blood sugars and insulin levels and or it could affect the skin. Um, also too, sometimes people, when they drink coffee, they get that crazy jitter thing mm-hmm. going on <laughs> with too much coffee. And uh, I also noticed my family would sometimes, uh, some of my family members would drink Coffee with creamers, and sometimes the creamers have these ingredients. We're like, "Oh no, (laughs) what is that? (laughs) Where is this coming? I can't even pronounce the word." And I'm a dietitian, Mm -hmm. so yeah. So I I was thinking about it, and we were like, "Oh gosh, you know, let's let's do something where people can." Actually benefit from this, and so um, we use coconut milk powder, and that has really good MCT fats, which can potentially burn fat for fuel, and it's it's very healthy, and it can give brain fuel and and help the body. And then we also incorporated lion's mane mushrooms for like the inflammation, the immune system factor, and potential helping with like alleviating some. Uh, cogn- uh boosting cognitive function, so to speak. And then we have L-theanine in it. And L-theanine is really cool. Cause uh, with coffee, we can get those spikes in mm-hmm. the jitters, but the L-theanine, it kind of gradually gives us this calm clarity and mental focus. And so, yeah, so we put all this in there and all the ingredients are just whole foods Kind of thing again too, um, uh, well minus self-eating. But yeah, so it's the, we have the lion's mane mushroom, the the coconut milk powder, and everything too. So yeah, so it's well, been really so it sounds
0: like a smart way to start your day rather than yeah. putting in like a ton of cream and sugar because this is already there's a isn't there a sweetness already to it?
1: Yes, yeah, so it does have monk fruit sweetener. Yes, okay. which is from the natural monk fruit.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, you don't have to add anything else. You, you're yeah. all set.
1: Yeah, you have your creamer, your sugar, quote unquote. And yeah. You're good to go.
0: Yeah. And I guess that would probably be good for tea drinkers like me, if you wanted to add it to. Yeah, yeah. For anyone that instead of using
1: a milk substitute, you know, mm-hmm. you can use that um, the coconut milk. We just want to be, um, oh, cognitive of people who are, uh, maybe have a dairy allergy or anything too.
0: Yeah. I don't have an allergy, but I do think I have an intolerance. So there you go. (laughs) Okay. So we have to talk a little bit more about your elite athletes. Um, So as a mom of 18 athlete, this is something I always, always worry about. I'm worried, am I feeding him the right foods? Is he eating it at the right time? What are some really important things that we need to think about for our younger athletes so that they can perform their best, right? And
1: this is where it's really challenging because I actually do work with a lot of elite athletes, and especially high school who are, are in collegiate. And first of all, it's hard listening to your parents.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's why. So that's why a lot of hire people- Sarah so everyone <laughs> the kids <laughs> will listen to. <laughs>
1: Right, because you know how it is. Um, uh, but yes, it's very important um, for for all athletes, teen, collegiate, adults, to get in the right nutrition because you're you're fueling yourself and your body's being taxed and it's getting stressed with with the workout. It's a positive stress, of course, mm-hmm. but you really need to have the right food for both fueling and recovery. And um, it's also important to get in the right nutrients too, um, especially, I know this sounds kind of cliche, but having those fruits and vegetables because they are packed with antioxidants. And when we work out, we have a little bit of oxidative stress put on the body and the antioxidants can help reduce inflammation and help with recovery faster.
0: So when you think about, food, nutrition, and an athlete, I know the first thing I think of is carbo-loading before, let's say, a marathon. But then I'll I'll also hear other people say, oh, no, that's way too heavy. What are your thoughts on that whole thing, on carbo-loading? Yeah.
1: So in more recent
0: studies and research, they realized
1: that carbo-loading isn't necessarily a thing anymore, only because when we eat food, our bodies can only digest so much food in one sitting. And so both the carb and the protein factor, like in the past, people would say, oh, gosh, eat a pound of meat to get your protein in. And now Mm -hmm. they realize, Hey, you know, the body only optimally digests 25 to 35 grams of protein per sitting, which is about five, six ounces ish of protein. Mm. And so with that in mind, now they're realizing, Hey, instead let's eat protein five to six times throughout the day to get in whatever protein needs you need, depending on the athlete. And same as with the carb thing. They're like, okay, instead of, you know, having this crazy huge pasta noodle meal which of course is always delicious and we love <laughs> <laughs> can we just have it broken down in smaller in smaller chunks and just kind of have a smaller portion that could help the body utilize it and then that way you still maintain your storage units in your system but it's not this shock in one huge meal
0: mm. and then what about the time like of day or time before let's say a race like let's say you have a race in the morning When is the best time to eat? Like some people just can't stomach food so early in the morning. All these races seem to start super early. Oh, yeah. I know you wake up at 4 a.m. and yeah,
1: (laughs) it's ridiculous. (laughs) And that's when you just kind of pick, if you can't eat, then maybe can you drink something? Like Mm -hmm. that's when maybe you could potentially have a smoothie or something like that. Or is there any kind of food that you can, uh, maybe some like fruit might work easier to digest like a banana depending on the person or something. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of figure out what foods work with your gut because there's no one size fits all and it's just determining what foods or drinks that settle with your with your belly and your gut mm-hmm. before a race and then just making sure you're getting in a little something. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean I know that a lot of people will just worry about eating during a race if it's like the kind of thing that where you can kind of eat as you go, especially if it's a long one. Um, yeah. But for those of us who aren't OE athletes, but we do care about fitness, what are some real world things that we could do to help us perform in the gym? Yeah. So if you're, if you're just going to the gym for, you know, 45 minutes
1: to an hour, and you feel like you need a little snack before the gym, uh, just for the, some energy factor, you could always just have, you know, like, dates or like a tiny little like a tiny little piece of fruit and then maybe like three to six almonds if you just felt like you needed something for substance
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: so it's like having just like little things like that can kind of give that energy you need necessary for you know the casual gym workout.
0: And then recovery wise what should that look like for for us? Yeah, for just the the
1: purse. So same thing. So then after the after the gym, maybe that's when you go home and eat your regular meal, whether it's breakfast or lunch or dinner kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully there's some protein source in it. And it could be it can be plant based. It doesn't have to be just some type of meat. <laughs> but yeah, there's hopefully there's some protein in there. And then some carb and the carb it could, I mean, carbs, the vegetables are carbohydrates too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can focus on, on the veggies and, or you can add in, you know, some sweet potatoes or whatever kind of thing you like.
0: So you do share a lot of recipes on your website. So what is your approach when it comes to recipe development? Yeah, I'd love,
1: well, I, I'm kind of a smorgasbord of so many Different cultures. I have a really—I I don't know. I—I I, I guess people sometimes say I've been around the world and then some, <laughs> <laughs> which is very—I'm very thankful and blessed. Um, I was born in Puerto Rico, and then I grew up in Hawaii. So in Puerto Rico, I had more of a Latin-ish um, uh, influence, and then in Hawaii, I was there for almost 11 years for my childhood. And then that was kind of more Asian Polynesian based. Mm -hmm. And then my mom is Croatian by heritage and my dad is primarily Polish. And so there's that European Mediterranean influence from the heritage factor. And then I did live in Spain and Europe for a while. And so I have, I don't know, it's kind of been fun. So on my website, there's just a lot of different things. And I kind of just go with what people are looking for and you know just family a lot of family meals basically from all different cultures.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you have a lot of good ideas, and what I like about it is I feel like your recipe recipes are very clean, very wholesome, um which would be a good compliment to to anyone's lifestyle, I think.
1: Yeah, 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 and I love. By the way, I just have to plug in your cookbook too, Liaran. I love it. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just love It's, it's also too, it's very, it's very realistic where we, you know, we focus on plants and, and things and then, but we have things on the side too. So I love that factor.
0: Yeah. I don't like to leave anything out if I can help it. So, so it's yeah. nice to have a little bit of both. You can eat your veggies and your meat. And so thank you, Sarah. That means a lot, yeah. especially coming from you. Cause I know that, you know, um, well, for, from a nutritional standpoint or, or, you know, just a balanced standpoint that, you know, that says a lot to me. So thank you. Yeah. And no, and there's so much love in your cooking too. I feel <laughs> it. I feel it. Yeah. Yay, thank you. That's the secret ingredient, right? <laughs> yes, It really is. Um, okay. We've also got to talk because you mentioned focus um, when we we're talking about the creamer. So what are some foods that we should keep in mind to keep our brains in tip top shape?
1: yes okay that is a great question because the brain fog is real let me tell you and Mm. especially with covid a lot of people have had these lingering brain fog symptoms and so uh, there's a lot more research and studies going into it and some of the foods just um on average that can help with more clarity and focus in general Brain health are omega-3 rich foods. And omega, omega-3 rich foods would be like salmon or hemp seeds or chia seeds or ground flax meal, walnuts. And that's one reason why we did put hemp seeds into our product superstar with Miha just to get in that omega-3 factor. And then also too, as, as mentioning with the L-theanine, that helps with like the calm focus clarity. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so omega-3 rich foods can be good for the brain. Also too, um, anthocyanins, uh, those are found in like blueberries, the lots of the the purpley, blue, rich colored fruits. Mm -hmm. Those are actually really amazing for brain health too. And so we did choose uh, goji berries, which are kind of more reddish, that deep red for for that whole brain factor also Mm. that we put into superstar too.
0: Very cool. Okay. And then we quickly have to talk about skin because your skin is gorgeous and it's our largest <laughs> Oregon. So what are some, what do most people forget when it comes to food and skin?
1: Hydration. Oh, It's gosh. amazing. I know it's amazing. Cause you know, if you, now that we're traveling a little bit more, um, just staying hydrated is so important because it's amazing how lack of hydration can really just make us feel fatigued and tight and, and, and also to sleep. I know it's. I know sleep can really help with skin health too, feeling a little bit more vibrant and rested and, and youthful.
0: Yeah, no, it's so true. I I have noticed the difference when I don't drink water, and travel, and when I do, and it's. I mean, jet lag is so much better when you're hydrated. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And
1: then from a food standpoint with skin, once again, I'm just plugging those fruits and veggies because Mm -hmm. they're just packed with antioxidants and benefits like vitamin E, vitamin C. I mean, people are always putting these topical solutions on their skin, like the vitamin E's and the C's and into all of their elixirs and, and creams. And by, Actually, ingesting it, then you could really have that glowing skin from within.
0: Yeah, food is nature's medicine, so we really yeah. need to take more advantage of it.
1: Yeah, like even oh, for example, tumeric. turmeric. Turmeric in some cultures, before a wedding, the people, the both the the bride and the groom will rub a little bit of turmeric on their skin to get a little more glowing skin. And um, and if you eat the turmeric, then yeah, glow in from within. And glow
0: I, from within. <laughs>
1: right. Yes, literally. It's the golden star. And then avocado, people use avocado sometimes for face masks and you can eat the avocado and, and get that in there too. So yeah. And of course I had to put turmeric and avocado into our Superstar just because they're so powerful.
0: Wow. So many ingredients in Superstar.
1: There are 14.
0: Wow. Yes. That's yes. a lot. Oh, Sarah, I could talk to you all day and pick your brain. We haven't even like hit half of my questions. Oh no! <laughs> so part I'll two. To, part I know we'll have to do a part two because <laughs> seriously, I'm just like all over the place. Well, what about this? What about this? Um, but it's so fun to talk to you. But before I let you go, I have to ask you my closing questions. So, what's something that you make when you're too tired to cook and you need an emergency go-to dinner?
1: Okay, so fried rice cuz we growing up in Hawaii we literally ate rice with almost every meal and yeah. we still eat rice a lot. And so we'll just grab rice and just throw whatever like whatever veggies we have like carrots, celery, it's, it's, and we'll throw in some ginger, soy sauce and an egg and just have that. Or we always have tortillas in our house too, so we'll do yeah. some type of like taco or quesadilla or something.
0: Gosh, we're so yeah. similar. <laughs> it's so easy yeah it is easy but yeah the tortillas are great because you always make a wrap or something yes fried rice always wins what's the one recipe that you treasure the most can i say two of
1: course yeah okay because there's one from my grandma and she's croatian and she used to make this croatian sauerkraut and it was we had well we still make it at every get together And it's just one of those things where it's just so, it's different. Um, It has tomato sauce in it, which makes it a little Mm -hmm. bit more unique than the standard uh, like uh, sauerkraut. And so it's just really hearty and it just, it brought us together and we had it at every uh, festival and and celebration with family and cousins and, you know, just that food really brings people together. And so just those lovely memories of, being with everyone in all the generations was always very special. And then, you know, growing up in Hawaii, we also made a lot of, my mom always made Mm wontons. And so we still make those and we would have wonton parties where people would come over. And I think that whole just getting people together and everyone's, you know, in the kitchen making them. And that is really fun. So we still do wontons a lot around the Christmas holiday uh, with my mom and stuff. So that's fun.
0: Oh, I love those traditions. Are any of yeah. those recipes on your site? Uh, no. Oh, the
1: Croatian sauerkraut is. The okay. wontons is not on my site. It was on my Instagram profile, but uh, I, I think I need to put it on my blog. Yeah, yes. Yeah,
0: you, <laughs> you should.
1: We will. We will. Yeah. I'll, I'll put that up this month. Yes. Cool. Um,
0: are you a messy cook or a neat cook?
1: I have to say I'm a pretty neat cook. My husband's the messy one and we work really well in the kitchen together cuz I'm kind of like his sous chef when he cooks and so yeah. So but I'm a I'm more of a clean cook.
0: <laughs> I, I imagine that for some reason. I don't know why but I did. <laughs> What's a good kitchen
1: tip? I say uh, prep everything beforehand so that you can kind of go into the cooking process zenfully cuz when you have things laid out. It's so easy just to, you know, slowly toss them into the, the pan or whatever it is. And it's kind of nice when everything's just set up nicely. So you can kind of just go dump, dump, dump.
0: Yeah, <laughs> So much more calm than me. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes it more fun too. You know, I just think of Julia Child with her glass of wine going, here you go, add this <laughs> and that and sip, sip, sip. And yeah, just having a good time.
0: I love it. So every week I try to share five little things, something that made me smile during the week. Is there anything that made you smile this week?
1: Well, Liren, this week was Halloween. So yes, there was lots of smiles and lots of fun candy this week.
0: Oh, did you guys dress up?
1: We did. We were uh, super Mario brothers. I was Princess Peach and my husband was uh, uh, Luigi.
0: Oh, cute. That's so adorable. Well, Sarah, thank you for spending time with me today. Where can everyone find you and where can they find Miha and all the good stuff? Yeah. So they could find Miha, uh,
1: Miha, M-I-J-A naturals.com. And then they could find me, Sarah Kozik,
0: uh, (laughs) S-R-E-H-K-O-S-Z-Y-K.com. Yes. Perfect, Sarah. Thank you for spending time with me today. I appreciate it and hopefully we'll get to see each other in person again soon. Yes, and thank you so much for having me. I really, it's such an honor. Thank you, Liren. Chatting with Sarah reminded me so much how important it is to fuel our bodies with nutritious, wholesome food. I just love that she's a wealth of knowledge. So thank you again to Sarah for joining us today. And to all of you listening, thank you so much. I appreciate you. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate it and share it with a friend and join us again next time. Until then, happy cooking.